0: Pauline, give me some of your tots. Raven's egg, blood of a hen. A little bit blood. I ate his liver with some father beans. Nice Chianti. Humble pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! hello everybody welcome to another episode of the cooking show i'm your host bob and happy new year happy 2024 we're going to bring this uh, year in with an episode that is for me <laughs> you know sometimes sometimes doing a recipe or something like that i'm like oh yeah the internet will love this this is interesting or technically you know uh, esoteric or whatever so we'll do this and maybe it's a creative idea and uh, people will flock to it other times it's like hey you know what here's uh here's the canonical way to make this one particular thing so like that's a that's a recipe for you like keep this in your culinary tool belt but this one this is for me and I'll tell you what after Christmas I realized that all year long different factions of my family including myself were on either some kind of some kind of a diet or a nutrition protocol or a fitness regimen or something like that. And, you know, you go through Memorial Day and Fourth of July, Labor Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and we never had potato salad. I was like, I went all of 2023 without having potato salad. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I love potato salad. (laughs) So I resolved for New Year's, I wasn't just going to make potato salad. I was going to make a flight of potato salads because I like potato salad and my my son, my oldest son likes potato salad and he's 15. So he'll eat a ton of this over the next you know, 24 hours. So I was like, I'm going to make, hmm, I'm going to make three different types of potato salad. I made like a, a German potato salad, a traditional, you know, creamy mayonnaise-y potato salad. That was like what my, my grandmother or my mother-in-law, a little hybrid between the two with a little bit of flair just for me, but... You know, your traditional potato salad. And then I wanted to, I don't want to say that I wanted to invent a potato salad, but I wanted to do one that was sort of uh, uh, something of my own creation. And I did. It was an Asian potato salad. And listen, that's what this podcast is about, is about the Asian potato salad. However, whenever you look at the show notes, you get the recipes, the imager link to the, you know, photographs, all that kind of stuff. We're going to have the recipes in the photos for all three potato salads. But this one is specifically about the Asian potato salad because it was cool and good and interesting and delicious and all that kind of stuff. All right. (laughs) So join me as we enjoy some potato salad. And listen, for this, Like I did multiple different types of potatoes for the German potato salad, I used like a a, a yellow semi waxy potato, you know, that would kind of hold up to the vinegar bath and, you know, it was more, more uh, satisfying in the mouth as a warm or room temperature salad, you know, as German potato salad is. And then for the traditional and for this uh, Asian-inspired t- uh, potato salad, I keep wanting to say tomato, and it's like, I know it's potato, potato salad. Just used like a, an Idaho uh, starchy, you know, russet-style potato, and I diced them up, you know, fairly small or whatever. We'll get, on, get to that. So check out the show notes for the pictures, for the recipes, and give this a shot, and um You know, this one, you know, with the other ones, with German, there's no mayonnaise. And with the traditional, I just use like a Duke's mayonnaise. You can use Duke's or Hellman's or Kraft or God forbid. I mean, listen, I don't understand the hate for Miracle Whip. I don't use it myself. But if that's what you like, that's what you like. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to yuck on somebody's yum because they like Miracle Whip instead of Hellman's or Duke's or whatever. So, I mean, let's keep that animosity back in 2023. For the Asian potato salad, I did make a homemade mayonnaise using a duck egg because my ducks are laying currently, like usually like one or two eggs a day I get from them. I mean, I only have three or four ducks left because they are primarily for duck meat, but uh, I use a nice big duck egg and uh, we'll talk about the mayonnaise process. So let's start with that, okay? And obviously you can use mayonnaise and the other little ingredients that you add into it to give it sort of that Asian flair, that Asian flavor. You can still do that. But I basically, by building up the mayonnaise, using these ingredients, um, it kind of embedded some of these flavors deep deep in the potato salad. (laughs) So for uh, mayonnaise, um, I'm just using one egg yolk. And then this case, I'm using a, a duck egg. And you don't want it to be super cold. A lot of people say, like, let it come up to room temperature. If you're taking the egg out of the fridge, that will take literally hours. Like, I don't think people understand how long it takes for temperatures to equalize in the medium of air, okay? So uh, I know that as having owned at Butcher Shop, I had a, uh, a matrix, sort of like a, a graph of temperature progressions at, at the air temperature, so that if you have something that is, Yeah, thirty-five degrees and it's in seventy-four degree ambient air temperature. There's like a whole matrix of time of how long it'll take to get to certain temperature or benchmarks or whatever. And it's surprisingly long. And do I remember them? No, I do not. I just know that it's a very long time. So, but yeah, if you let that egg warm up a little bit so that it's close to room temperature, it'll help with the emulsion. All right, we're also going to use um, just a little bit of uh, either, I, I mean, I use Dijon mustard because it has like a more robust flavor to it than like a yellow mustard. Um, you could definitely use like a Chinese spicy mustard or something like that. I just didn't have any. A little bit of mustard, like a let's uh, say two teaspoons, a tablespoon, whatever. The reason for that, one, I mean, obviously it does impart flavor into your mayonnaise, and that is wonderful. I mean, you think that, like, yeah, most ingredients should be there for flavor, right? But the primary purpose of a mustard in a ma- homemade mayonnaise is to act as like, a, what do you call it? A nucleation point for the, um, for the emulsion. Because think, what is mustard? Mustard is mustard seeds ground into a powder. And then they're reconstituted with things like vinegar and water and other spices like turmeric and garlic and whatever. And all of those little particulates, like the mustard powder that goes in there, it remains fairly intact. It's not like a lot of these things, they don't dissolve. They don't go into a uh, precipitate or a solution, or yeah, I guess they don't go into a solution and they don't precipitate out of the solution the way something like salt does. Like salt actually dissolves in water, whereas mustard will, uh, it'll be distributed through water or egg yolk or whatever, um, but it doesn't actually dissolve. So it stays intact as these little particulates and then it helps with the emulsion process to build up the the structure of of protein and liquid and whatever. So we're going to use that. uh, So we have an egg yolk, a little bit of Dijon mustard, a tablespoon of of vinegar and acid. Sometimes you use lemon juice. Sometimes you use a vinegar. I'm using rice vinegar, seasoned rice vinegar, because, again, Asian flavors. And then uh, up to about a cup of a neutral oil. A lot of people will use vegetable oil. I'm not a huge fan. So I'm using avocado oil. That's going to form the bulk of the mayonnaise, but then towards the end, like let's say let's say we use uh, eight or nine-tenths of a cup of oil to build up our mayonnaise, and then at the end, the last 10%, we're going to use a toasted sesame oil. Now, obviously, you don't want to use like the full cup as the te- sesame oil because that'll be overwhelmingly sesame flavored, but just adding a little bit at the end uh, makes the mayonnaise distinctively Uh, sesame mm, infused more or less okay and then once the mayonnaise has like uh, formed its its full volume and its full structure we're actually going to thin it out a little bit with some soy sauce or in my case coconut aminos and again that combined with the sesame oil flavor is going to make this a distinctly asian mayonnaise okay so how do you do this you get your egg yolk in a mixing bowl you got use a food processor you can use a stand mixer you can use an immersion blender i like to use a hand mixer you know with the little beaters you can definitely do this with a whisk you'll have forearms like popeye when you're finished but you can use it with you can use a whisk you get your egg yolk in there a little bit of your your vinegar your acid uh, a dash of salt your dijon mustard and then you start beating that with the uh, with the hand mixer and it'll get nice and smooth and then it'll start getting nice a little bit foamy And it'll fluff up a little bit but it'll have a nice silky smooth texture to it at that point you start adding your oil while you're beating your egg adding the oil a couple of drops at a time like it is a slow process you're going to add up to a cup of oil two or three drops at a time until it's incorporated into the egg and then a couple more drops and a couple more drops etc 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 And, you know, maybe between 30 seconds and a minute into this process, you'll notice that it will start to thicken up and it'll get creamy and um, silky like ribbons. You'll start getting little ribbons, you know, the little, uh, the ripples that emanate out from your beaters will hold their structure longer than they did before and that's whenever you start to really get the emulsion going and then once you do that you can start trickling in the the oil a little faster than you were before and just keep keep those beaters going keep moving it around the bowl and build up your mayonnaise that way, and then once you're pretty much done, you hit the you know the last little bit is the sesame oil, and then you can you know maybe like a tablespoon of the uh, soy sauce or coconut aminos or whatever, wow. beat that into it, and you'll have a nice tan colored, which uh, we call it mayonnaise. <laughs> it's like I've said mayonnaise three hundred times so far. Okay, so you get that, and you can throw it in the fridge, keep it aside, or whatever. With the potatoes, we've peeled the potatoes, we've diced them into, you know, half inch, three quarter inch cubes. We've boiled them until they're soft. Uh, the softness is kind of like a up to you, you know, like what your preference is for the traditional potato salad and the Asian potato salad. I wanted it I wanted it to be like so that I had to fold the ingredients together to keep the potatoes intact, but I want the potatoes to be very fragile. You know what I mean? Like I want it to have almost like um, like a, a creamy texture to it. So I really cooked, I don't know, I boiled them for 15, 20 minutes, and then, um, and then drained them and cooled them. You know, it took a while to get that going. All right, so let's talk about uh, the rest of the accoutrements for our Asian potato salad. Celery leaf. Oh, so this is such a sticking point for me. The leaves of celery stalks are so good. They're so, they have such a wonderful celery flavor, but they're delicate in the mouth and on the palate. And yet celery is like you you conceive of celery as the stalks. And there's nothing wrong with the stalks. But man, if you can get a nice leafy bunch of celery, use the celery leaves for this. Because it's delicate, it's flavorful, it's delicious. Additionally, uh, I used a couple of radishes. Uh, I just wanted that, that flavor of radish. Now, you say, well, okay, it's an Asian potato salad should I use daikon radish should I use something you know, weird foreign like that uh, I'm gonna say no just use regular radish because the it's the flavor that you want it's um, it's predictable and it's in, in the red the red and the white contrast is really nice it gives it a nice little uh, bedazzlement okay use a little bit of red onion uh cucumber carrot sesame seeds now if you wanted to and I did consider this but then I was like yeah I don't want to build up the volume of this too much because I'm making three potato salads, but uh, some red cabbage, purple cabbage sliced real thin, that would be perfect in this. And honestly, if I were making only this, I would have used that as well, but I just didn't want to make too much. You know what I'm saying? Chop up your celery leaves. Um, I I cut the carrot and the um, cucumber into kind of not, not, technically not matchsticks because they're a little wide, but just uh, little sticks basically. And then I diced up the, the purple onion and the sesame seeds. I'm going to add those in two different stages. But you get all those together. And into your bowl with your cool your cooked and cooled potatoes, add all the vegetables, add the homemade Asian-inspired mayonnaise. And then if you have some, uh, maybe about quarter to a half cup of kimchi. That'd be very neat. And then I had some, so I put it in there. You'll see that in the pictures. And then I sprinkled it <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to say sprinkle, and I was I was looking forward to it. I sprinkled it with some sesame seeds, and then folded that all together. And then, and then, and then, if you guys are familiar with Joe Coy, the stand-up comedian, he had this whole thing in one of his specials about Filipino mothers or grandmothers, or I don't know, maybe it was a drive-thru restaurant or something like that, it Was like, you tell them what you want, and they say, and then? And they just keep stringing you along until you end up with, like, you know, a giant wheelbarrow full of food. Um, but anyway, turn this out into a bowl. And then on the top, give it another shake of the sesame seeds as, like, a garnish. And then pulled out my favorite condiment, the fly-by-jing, which is, like, a crispy uh, chili oil thing. Now, the first time I had this, I actually got it from, uh, what's his name? Is his name David Cho? The guy owns uh, Mama Fuku um like the ramen bar mama Fuku, uh, milk bar different things like that he had uh, i believe it was a mama Fuku branded crispy chili oil which is like these f- fried chili flakes uh, coconut oil all kinds of spices and stuff like that anyway it has become really common and, and commoditized like you can find it with a lot of different brands fly by jing is uh, the one that we always get locally and uh well not locally it's not a local product i mean locally as in my grocery store and it's uh it says right on the label and this is not a traditional product <laughs> this is a delicious product um, but it is a contrived product and it is good it's you know spicy it has a good savory flavor it's it's wonderful but anyway i drizzled that over the top of this and uh man this was profoundly delicious Like the. It's very, it, you got a lot of heavy flavors in there. Like the, the mayonnaise itself with the, the sesame oil and uh, the, the rice vinegar and the soy sauce is, is pretty heavy. But then the freshness of the cucumber and the carrot and the radish. Oh, it's so nice. It's so light and refreshing. It's like a, almost like, it's like a, a hybrid of potato salad and coleslaw, if you think about it. And then you have the spiciness of, um, you know, the chili oil. Ah, it's really it's fantastic. I was very happy with it. But that was uh that's how it all comes together. You fold it together, refrigerate it. I, like a lot of these things they really do benefit from resting for a while. Like if you think about it, you're going to a family party, you make the potato salad the night before, the day before. You keep it in the fridge overnight. That the all the flavors kind of they absorb and they marry and they combine and they commingle. And it's uh, it's fantastic. And then you go to the party, you you eat some potato salad, and then whenever you leave, everybody has to take some with them because you know you made a bathtub full of potato salad. Everybody has to take potato salad home with them. And then, man, the next day it is even better. So uh, you yeah, throw that in the fridge, let it let it rest for a little bit, let it thicken up, let those potatoes absorb any uh, liquids in there, and uh, enjoy. Okay. All right, so that is uh, New—I don't know—but New Year's Eve. What was it supposed to be? Uh, pork roast, sauerkraut, stuff like that. And I was just like, it's just eating an irresponsible quantity <laughs> of potato salad. Um, and then I have it all in the fridge today, and I'm going to enjoy it because it's fantastic. So check out those recipes again—all three of them: uh, German potato salad, traditional, and the Asian will be in the show notes. And look at my pretty pictures. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you very much. Happy New Year.